Let's. I want to get Boston pizza. Why? Because it's on the Blue Jays game. Yes. We're watching the Jays and the Yankees. We hate baseball, but we keep watching. There's nothing on TV. You want to watch CP24? Uh, Not really. I'm not 60. Anyway, episode five. We're here. How do you feel, Alex? How are you? Still sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we've just finished the last episode and we're going. Yeah, nothing's changed. Ladies and gentlemen, I've mentioned this a ton, but I am getting my wisdom teeth taken out on Thursday. So just in case my mouth becomes a complete abomination, we're recording some stuff before Today is our special Eastern Canadian Team Roster Breakdown Evaluation Extravaganza. We have three teams to talk about, of course. The Toronto Maple Leafs, who cares? The Toronto, whoops, no, the Montreal Canadiens, they're awesome. And the laughing stock that are the Ottawa Senators. (laughs) That for some reason have Roman Centurions as their logos and not an actual senator. Which they should. Some guy in the suit and American flag pin. Why not? Alex, today, like it says in the title, we're going to look at these teams, look yep. at their draft picks they have, some of their contract situations, their prospects, and give a grade on how we well, think they are going to do, how they look right now. I, get, I think we should probably say by the time the, this one comes out, things might have changed. Oh, yeah. But Again, that's okay. Again, training camp is coming up. But it couldn't be here soon, can it? I want it to be back. I want the season to start. Hey, there's hockey on. There's the Helenka Gretzky Cup. That's finished. Russia won. Three oh. two. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Well. Oh yeah, yesterday. Or I, yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw. So Ottawa. <sighs> so if we look at their draft pick situation, that's really good. They have a total one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten picks, including five in the first two rounds. Of course, they have theirs and, and the uh, the San Jose Sharks first round pick, that coming from the Eric Carlson deal. Theirs, second round pick along with Dallas and Columbus. Those are, of course, from the Ryan Dezingle as well as... Where did they get that Dallas pick from? I'm going to look it up right now. But Oh, from the Mark Stone deal. Ah, Oh, I'm guessing Vegas had... Oh, from the yeah. Mark Mathot. Small yeah. world, eh? Small, small world. Back when the Sens were kind of competent. Anyway, um, so from a draft point of view, they're doing it well, I guess. They've always been a team that develops quite well, actually. You know what Mark the thing Stone is? A late you know what the problem is, though, with saying that? What? Is that they can have a million draft picks. It's They have to do it properly. But what I mean is they, they are a team that has drafted and developed some players quite well. The problem right. is keeping them. Right. That's a major per- concern. If I am anyone in management, I am heavily concerned about that. Mm-hmm. How do you make Ottawa a desirable team to play for? That's what I'm thinking. I'm not asking, I'm not asking you to answer that question because I don't, I don't have the answer to that question. I don't know if anyone in the hockey world has an answer. Can I can I be honest? Sure. I'm gonna, I I'm going to give you my an idea. Maybe move the rink. Move them to Quebec City. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yes, I'm not yes. saying I'm not saying move the team. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, there was the whole of Britain flood. That was the I was a whole mess. The the problem with the Ottawa Senators right now Sorry, is that they're playing in the middle of nowhere. I was on my way to, before 
I of course accepted Ryerson. Though. Yeah. I was thinking of going to Carlton. Yeah. And I remember I was we were driving me and the family over there, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of nowhere going through yeah. a highway, and you're like, "Was that the Sens Arena?" And it is. It's just it's in the worst place. It's in the literal middle of nowhere. Also. And as I have been to Quebec City, I have seen the Videotron Center, and it's just a brand new arena that's just waiting to be used. But yeah, I mean, it's not looking good for the Sens. They have to, they really have to get Thomas Shabbat signed long term when that comes up. But if we look at the roster here, forward wise. That's next they have year. That's next year. Next year? So oh, God. Rise, they have young Colin White, Greg Batherson, Tyler Ennis, Logan Brown, Brady Kachuk. Max Verano, who I don't think is real. Anthony no, he's De- yeah, yeah, he's real. He's Anthony real. Declare after being banished from Columbus. Uh, downtown Connor Brown, Chris Tierney, John Gabriel Pajot, Mikael Bodker, and Artem Anisimov. And Bobby Ryan. How does how does Bobby Ryan have three years left on that deal still? It's I amazing. Know. I don't even have an answer. That. <sighs> They're in a good spot for the expansion draft in a few years. Yeah, I guess. Uh, on defense, of course. Why would we, I'm so confused? Why would they sign Bobby Ryan? Because don't forget, he had just come from Anaheim and he had those thirty goal campaigns. It's just no one seemed to have noticed that. It was the Corey Perrys and the Ryan Getzlaps that were making him look as good as he was. And then they gave him that deal before he could really prove it, right? So. Oh my God. So, you know what? They're willing to pay Bobby Ryan $50 million a year. Or, sorry, not $50 million in total over seven years, but won't won't spend money on anything else. And they're happily acquiring Nikita's ITEPS deal. Ugh. I'm going to throw up just thinking about it. And then, of course, in that is Anders Nielsen and Craig Anderson. And Craig Anderson has more one more year left on this deal. He's 38. I imagine he wants to get out of there. Because I believe, did he not request a trade last year and they never seemed to have figured it out? Yeah, I think so. That I was the case. that every day I'd go on Twitter and there was a Sens game. It was starting in that Craig Anderson, Craig Anderson, Craig Anderson. They drove them into the ground last year. And if you want to trade them... Maybe learn what load management is of a 38-year-old. But, I mean, the highlight of Ottawa's offseason has been the hiring of DJ Smith as head coach. And, of course, bringing in downtown Connor Brown, as well as Nikita Zaitsev, and signing Tyler Ellis. Getting all of Toronto scraps. Yeah, don't you realize? Look, all the things they did this summer. Okay, who did they bring in this summer? DJ Smith, former league assistant coach. Yeah. Former Leaf Tyler Rennes, former yeah. Leaf Nikita Zaitsev, yeah. former Leaf downtown Connor Brown. And one more. Who? Ron Hainsey. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie. <sighs> I really like downtown Connor Brown. Yes, yeah, so do I, I. I can't say his name without saying downtown. I just really like him. I think he'll be in. How did the Oilers not just. Give up whatever Toronto wanted the trade deadline and get them. Well, I wonder if the thing was, I think it was the Leafs who didn't want to want to do that because it. Remember, if I don't remember if you heard, they were at, they wanted to do Connor Brown plus for Adam Larson. Mm, never mind that. Right. So no. So 
And I think the Leafs didn't go back to Edmonton because Ottawa called and said, here, we'll take Nikita Zaitsev off your off your hands. So if I'm the Leafs, I would rather do that. It's not all dark in Ottawa. Brady no, Kachuk, it's not. It's not. I, Kachuk had 20 goals last year in his yeah. season. You have Thomas Shabbat, who may be one of the best defensemen in the league right now. Of course, having a real breakout year of 55 points, 14 goals. Probably before he got hurt middle of the year, he was looking like he was going for that Vesna. Who? I'm mean, sorry, um, going for the James Norris was Thomas Shabbat. Yeah. He was playing so well on such a garbage team. Well, look, like, I'm looking at their non-roster forwards. Josh Norris, uh, Rudolph Balsers, the guys Alex... Like Carlson, the guys that uh, probably aren't going to work out. No, I think Norris will work out. You think so? I yeah. Alex Formanton, Vitaly Abramov. Of course, Formanton, I believe, did spend some time. I think yeah. they sent him back before the nine games were right. Or if Abramov from the Duchesne deal. Plus, on defense, they just I believe they just drafted Lassie Thompson. They did, yeah. And Eric Brandstrom. Who is amazing. You know what I heard about Eric Branson? That was the same thing I heard about Thomas Shabbat. I remember watching the World Juniors. I believe Thomas Shabbat was on the team that lost to the States in the shootout, I remember. No, Joseph was on that team as well. And it was said that Thomas Shabbat was the best player not playing in the NHL. That's what now. they're saying about Eric Branson. Exactly. So, and don't forget, of course, about Maxime Lejoie, who played some time in uh, Ottawa last year as well. Yeah. Things aren't terrible. And, of course, they have Philip Gustafson, who was the goaltending prospect from the Penguins. So, You know what? Why I'd say things are not as well as it seems? Because Eugene Melnick's Because no team. one cares in Ottawa. Ownership, specifically Eugene Melnick, does not care. As much as he says he does... I don't think he does. But Alex, in 2021, they're going to spend to the cap for three years. They're not... In, so you mean 2022-2023 when Bobby Ryan isn't on the books? <laughs> that's that's where the money's going to go. He's, once oh, he's done once Ryan, he's paying, done paying Bobby Ryan. Yes. Okay. That's when things get better. Isn't it funny how the longest tenured contract on that team is Nikita Zaitsev? <laughs> Yeah. Five wait, wait. Do you remember who signed Nikita Zaitsev to that deal? Lou Lamorello. Okay. I just wanted to remind everyone. But people liked that deal at first. I don't know who did. I can personally tell you. I, I never liked Jesse Blake and Steve Dangle at first all said it on their podcast. No. And I liked it too. Never liked it. I don't know what else there really is to say about Ottawa, to be honest with you. There is not a lot. Um, I'm going to give them a solid... I'm going to give them a B minus. Sorry, I just, sorry. I know this is going to be really late, but uh, Bianca just won the Rogers Cup. Oh, did she? Yeah, ah, Serena congrats. retired. Oh, wait, what? She retired from the match. Oh. I'm assuming there was an in, it was an injury. That's. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Mississauga, good old Canadian kid. No wonder, no wonder we're watching baseball, that's why. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be on TV. Oh. But instead, the Jays are at the bottom of the fourth, 0-0 against the Yankees. Well. Okay, back to hockey. Uh, B, B minus for this one. B minus. Okay, I'll look. Okay. I'll agree with you. But considering 
Eugene Melnick, I don't know if I'd put it that high. But just looking at what they have, I'll give it a B minus. The state of the team right now, you could say. Yeah. All right. Maintenant, venez les Canadiens de Montréal, the Montreal Canadiens. Now, next year they have their first, two seconds, a third, four fourths, two fifths, a sixth, and the Chicago Blackhawks seventh. They, over the past two seasons, have gotten all the draft picks, and they've drafted a lot of good players. Um, now, of course, I want to start with Montreal's prospect pool, because I think that's the real story. It's been considering the league to be one of, if not the best mm-hmm. in the league. Um, I remember when Carey Price beat the games played record for Montreal, they had a video, I was at the game, and there was a video package, they had Ken Dryden in it, and he made this really, really good quote. He said, if there are two certain things in sports, it's that. I think he said, the Yankees have a great midfielder, and the Montreal Canadiens have a fantastic goaltender. And of course, I have talked about Carey Price to death on this this podcast. Um, yeah, there were points in the the fourteen fifteen season when he won the Vezina, the Hart, the Jennings, the Ted Lindsay. That whenever the puck was in Montreal's defensive zone, I would just watch Carey Price. Not the best thing to do, but it was just the point I'm trying to make here. Besides that, Carey Price is amazing. Is that if you ever want a goaltender? Look at Montreal, and they're going to have one there. And, of course, there's that with Charlie Lindgren, who they signed up the NCAA a couple of years back. And, of course, Caden Primo, who they took a risk in drafting the seventh round a few years back and has been nothing but dynamite in the NCAA. And will probably see some time in Laval this year. Okay. Um, on the other side, we have Noah Jolson, who did crack the roster about two years ago, played a full – I think he finished the season there. Played, started on the roster last year, but then took a puck of his, like, right to his face, and he, like, I think it was, like, his portable brown or something, yeah. bro. Um, he should be good. Josh Brook, of course, was the WH, a finalist for WHL Defenseman of the Year last year. Uh, Kale Fleury is one of those defensemen out of the defensive factory that is the Kelowna Rockets. Uh, Xavier Wallet, former Detroit, the captain on the Laval, and, of course, Gustav Olofsson. Uh, out of Sweden, a free agent they signed last year. Good little player. Um, Ryan Not Paling. NHL players, though. Not NHL. No, that's... Okay, I shall make sure. Ryan Paling. Just watched the last game of the season to get a sense of him, eh? He's great. Sure. I love him. Yeah. Um, Jake Evans. Now, Jake Evans. Let me tell you about this guy. Another guy they risk-taken in the seventh round. I believe he was the captain of Notre Dame. Uh, he won a, fro- a Frozen Six title. And has been his ceiling's a, a more of a bottom six guy, but he's a coach's dream as Jake Evans. Lucas Vage Jamo, uh, assistant coach Alex Burrows of the Laval Rocket, said that he's more of a bottom six centerman, but he's going to be great in his own zone. Uh, Joel Teasdale, who of course was the Memorial Cup MVP last year on the Huskies. Um, nothing much to say about Hayden Bervik or Alexander Alain. He played for the Drummondville QGMHL champions a few years back. Um, beside that, it's more you of mi- their guys. This Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki. Well, I'm saving Nick Suzuki. Oh. Um, there are two more guys. Nick Suzuki, of course, who <sighs> was part of the OHL champion Guelph Storm last year. OHL Player of the Year for the last two years. Yep. And oh boy, I have seen comparables to him from Mitch Marner. 
the guy, his playmaking ability on the power play is something special. Is Nick Suzuki. And, of course, my boy. The guy who is going to score 40, 50 goals for the rest of his life. He's going to spend a year or two in the NCAA, but he's coming. Cole Caulfield. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited oh. for him. I'm so excited. Um, if we look at the roster today, of course, I don't need to tell you about Carey Price. No. He's awesome. Keith Kincaid's their backup this year. Now, it's interesting, because if you remember the year New Jersey made the playoffs, Keith Kincaid had that spurt where he was looking like Martin Brodeur over there. Last year wasn't that good, but who on New Jersey was? So we'll see. Okay. How about Shea Weber? All right. That's got nuts. So, towards the end of last year, it felt yeah. like Shea Weber's minutes were being a bit sheltered, and they were giving a lot more to Jeff Petrie. Now, Jeff Petrie's had back-to-back 40-point years. I know that. Whenever Shea Weber isn't playing, Jeff Petrie goes to another level. So, And it looks like Ben Chirot's going to play with him. So, Carl Olsner, when he was playing with Montreal, did play with Petrie. And you could tell Petrie was trying to play the minutes of two people there. Um, of course, Victor Mete is in the last year of his entry-level deal. It would be nice if he could score a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Kulak, if you look at his advanced numbers, is a very, very good bottom pair of defenseman. Mark Dumont of The Athletic. No one loves Brett Kulak more than that guy. Um, of course, Christian Fallon's a good bottom pair guy. Played his best hockey that I've seen towards the end of last year in Montreal. And I don't think I need to tell people who Shea Weber is. No. But you uh, should tell people who Carl Alsner is, though. We don't need to talk about Carl Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, they re-signed Charles Udon with a one-year $800,000 deal. See, I remember last year, two years ago, Charles Houdon looked fantastic in training camp. And he just couldn't keep his spot in the in the, in the roster this year. It was it was sad. Uh yes very Kokinyemi is amazing. Love him. Um he'll probably keep playing third line minutes. If they keep him liking and Joel O'Meara on that third finish line, that should be good. I don't care about Nick Cousins. Nate Thompson played really well for Montreal last year, nothing one year deal. Matthew Pekka, there's nothing to talk about. Jordan Wheel was nearly point per game when he was in Montreal, by the way. That's great, but it's Jordan Real. Uh, the real deal, Dale Weiss, the okay, the Dutch Gretzky. He'll be buried in the minors. Arturi Lekkinen oh. is the most unlucky player in the league. Watch him to have a breakout year this year. Joel Armia, when he has the puck, is like a bull in a china shop. You can't get it off of him. Phil Deneau is the most underrated two-way player in the league. Bob McKenzie even gave him a soggy bow this year. Max Domi is fantastic, but he is due to regress a bit this year. He's not going to score 28 again. Paul Byron needs to have a healthy year. He'll score 20 again. Brendan Gallagher is just... Who's a player that's universally loved, universally loved in Toronto? Who can do no bad, do no harm? Um, I would have said Mitch Marner. but Morgan Riley. Lately, I would say Morgan Riley. When I lived in Montreal, the apartment I lived in was across the street from the Bell Center. And before preseason, there was a scrimmage with all the, like, everyone, like a big training camp, main roster guys as well as um, prospects prospects and that. And they went outside the Bell Center for a big parade. And you hear the announcer going, 31, Carey Price. (sighs) You know, fantastic. And then you hear Brendan Gallagher. 
and he got the loudest reception I've ever heard. Everyone loves that guy. And every female house in the world wants that man. <laughs> uh, Thomas Tatar. Love him. Um, he was a sweetener in the Max Patcher deal, but he is turned out in spades. And, of course, you look at Jonathan Druin. And was he, sorry, was he not just a cap dump in... He was. Oh. Okay. Yep. Um, of course, he makes 4.8. You don't like that much money, but what he's doing... He's if he can do the same well. thing next year, I don't know if I'm complaining. And if you look at... And based on the, the numbers he put up in Detroit, it's a safe bet that he gets you 20 goals. Right. Um, and, God, I hope Jonathan Druin really picks up his game. Improves everyone everyone wrong in Montreal. Yeah. Um. I, I have a question. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. And I forgot Alex Romanov. Yeah. Prospect. Plays in the KHL right now. And he's someone special to look at as well. Sorry, go on, Alex. You mentioned... Philip Deneau. Mm-hmm. Was the... Most underrated two-way player... In the league. In the league. He's there with Radic Faxa. Okay. So who, where, where does he rank among top 10, top 20, what, of, of two-way players, not centers, two-way players? Well, he's not like the Mark Stone Bergeron level, but he's up there. So top 10 is what if, you're saying. If there's a defensive zone draw, right. I think it's safe to say that Phil Deneau is a top 10. Okay. So top 10. Top 10. Two, top, no, no, but top 10 two-way player. I would say, yeah. Top 10, okay. Yeah. He's Number not, one is Patrice Bergeron. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Patrice Bergeron all the time. Okay. Get that smile off your damn face, Alex. No. Um, the Montreal Canadiens, of course, they needed to get that left-handed defenseman to move the puck and help on the power play, but they didn't do that. But I think the bet with Montreal is, is those young guys have to take another step forward for this year to be amazing. And, of course, Carrier Price needs to be Carrier Price. Um, I'm going to be extremely biased. I'm going to give them an A-. minus. Okay. All right. Alex. I'm not going to argue with that, to be honest. No? No, I have no complaints with Montreal. I mean, yeah, like. All right, Alex, let it rip. Uh, where do I start with this team? The Leafs. Okay. They don't have their first round pick this year. They have their second round pick. They have Columbus's third, uh, their own, and Vegas's fourth. No fifth round pick. Three sixth round. And four seventh round picks. Would you be? Would you agree with me in saying for the for the type of team that they are, a contending team, right? Would mm-hmm. you agree that they're a contending team? Yes. For a contending team, the fact that fine, they don't have as many picks as Ottawa or as many picks as Montreal. That's fair to say that it's okay that they don't have as many. Considering all their top players are young, yes, and they're locked up. Uh, Toronto is a team. As long as they can lock up and fix up, like try and extend a Muzzin or a Barry, yeah. then yeah, you're fine. Okay. Especially with your guys like uh, Rasmus Sandy and Timothy Lilligren, they're in a spot where they can right. give away those picks. Okay. So I'm, there's, I, to be honest, with the drafting that they've done over the last couple of years with Kyle Dubas in charge, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, he's been here for a while, but they're scouting. The way they're scouting, I'm not complaining about the drafting. Um, there's obviously a way that they're the, – the type of way that they want to play is the type of way that I would like to, this team to play. 
a more modern fast pace right yeah and a lot of people i get a lot of disagreement from people when i say it that's the way i like to see this team play because everyone's brian burke and don cherry apparently that's the way they that's the way they want to see them play now i'll get into their like who they drafted this year i think their draft this year was considering they didn't have a first round pick i thought it was it was done quite well from what i've seen of nick robertson it's gonna be a good pick it's it's a good pick i mean a lot of people had him in the first round uh but he ended up going to what to 53rd i think the leafs had Around there. Yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining about that. I mean I would have liked to see Anthony Honka be picked up by the Leafs. But I think he ended up in Carolina. Uh, along with everyone else that uh every every other underrated player ended up in Carolina apparently. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so now I mean I'm just gonna do what you did. I'm gonna look at the team they have right now. Oh, okay. Austin Matthews. Everyone hates the... Apparently, everyone hates the contract. Personally, do you hate the Austin Matthews contract? Or dislike it? Hates a strong word. See, the problem is everyone thought the cap was going to go up. Right. At the same time, when Matthews goes and scores 40, 50 goals, I don't think we're going to complain. Um, I wish it was a little less, but at the same time, Steve Daniel makes a great point. Austin Matthews is late for another five years, and he's the youngest guy on the team. You can't complain about that. I'm not. I I I as soon as I saw this, I thought that's a very market va- fair market value deal. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Right, and I think you know what got a lot of people upset is that it's a fair market value deal, and this is the way. I don't. If, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but this is the way the NHL is moving, where players are going to start being paid for what they will do rather than what they have done. It started a few... I think a deal that comes to mind right away for me with that is the Vladimir Tarasenko deal a couple of years ago. Right mm-hmm. away, he got 7.5, and people were like, what's this? And now you look at it, and you're like, that's a perfectly fine deal. Exactly. That's what I like about this deal. Now, no one agrees with me, or a lot of people don't agree with me, but that's that. John Tavares, $11 million. I just want to say the he people... He t- yeah no he took less money, the people who, who are saying that we are in cap hell because of John Tavares. I I don't even know like what what would I how do you respond to something like that, Adam how do you respond to something like that I would tell them shut up he got the second most goals in the league last year and the only guy who had more was Alex Ovechkin who's the best pure goal scorer that was some of the stupidest stuff I've ever heard said. Next, because I have nothing else to say about John Tavares. William Nylander, 6.9. He just needs to look everyone in the face, tell them to shut up, and prove everyone wrong. Okay, here's my argument. When people say he's paid too much, in a year or two, you will not be saying that. And here's why. Players who make between 5 and $8 million do what? They play with superstars, right? A lot of them do. There's a good portion of them, yeah. Evander Kane's one for sure. They a lot of them play with top. Like I'm talking, the players who make five to eight million are 
great players. I think players. Like five to seven because the only guys I can think that make eight. Are okay, like Brent Burns. Okay, okay, Tyler five. Stanton. Sorry, five to seven. Sure. Yes. Anything, uh, anything above that, you're essentially an elite soup, elite player. Yeah, Kevin Hayes makes seven million. Okay, for there's obviously yeah, uh, David Backus makes seven point two five. You know, what I mean? you get what I'm saying. I think it's six, but yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's seven. I will look that up. One second. Keep it's either him or Krejci makes seven. Uh, hold on a minute. David Backus at the moment. So David Krejci makes 7.25. Oh, okay, David Krejci. fair deal, by the way. It's a what? It's fair. <laughs> what is with me and you and Boston Bruins center, man? Um, and, um, yeah, and David Backus makes $6 million for two more years. Okay, so that's also not – that's stupid, too. Okay. Fine. Back to Toronto. William Nylander making 6.9. Is that fair market value? Yes or no? Uh, yes, and people should stop making Thank the you. comparison to David Pasternak because that Thank you. sucks for him. And Thank you. Oh, my that. God. Thank you. Finally, someone who agrees with me. Okay. Alex Kerfoot, I have no idea what to say about him. Like, I've seen him play uh, with Colorado. He'll probably be be the third line center. Yeah, no not complain about that. Janssen and Kapanen, I'm gonna put them together. N- I think those are great deals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both gonna, I think, gonna be third line players for the Leafs. And I know you're thinking Janssen's gonna play. No, I could see some of them even playing some top six sometimes. I think it'd be it depends on how because there were rumors that Matthews wants to pl- try play with Mikhaev Mikhaev He's a giant question mark that guy. He's a question mark. Um who's better, Janssen or Kaplan? Oh, I hate answering this question cuz I don't have an actual answer. They they have they both bring different styles, right? Kapanen is the type of guy who who He's if Kadri was a winger, he'd be capping in. Uh, by the way, don't forget about good old Zach Hyman, who is currently. Oh yeah, I'm guy. getting. I forgot. I forgot Zach Hyman. Yeah, no, like what am I? What I gotta say? I love the guy. So, if you had to give me an idea, is the perfect case scenario is you keep the Marner Tavares if Marner stays, what's this to say he's going to? I'd you be, keep yeah. Tavares Marner Hyman. Yeah. And then what's the perfect second line or whatever other first line? Matthews, Nylander, and someone? It's definitely Matthews and Nylander. If Mike Babcock doesn't play Matthews and Nylander, he should be fired. He should be fired forever. Um, It's probably, if Mikhaev doesn't work out, it's probably going to be Janssen. I have my problems with Janssen playing with Matthews because of his mentality. Okay. Janssen is a shoot first type of player, right? He's a goal. He's essentially some type of goal scorer. I would say him and Kapanen as well. Are the same? Yeah, they're very. Their their mindset is very similar. There's nothing to prove to you how much of like a goal type first Kapanen is. Look at him every time he takes a shot after a play. He'll just be like, look at me and have his head down. Yeah. By the way, shout out to him missing the net and his shootout attempt against Montreal, giving him the game of the last game of the season. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Had to shoot. Had to shoehorn that in there. Yeah. Uh, Carey Price is the best. I was about to mention that. Sure. Trevor Moore. I love Trevor Moore. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to say about him. Nick Patan. It would be nice if Babcock could play him. You get a sense. Yeah, and then the rest of them. Well, the rest of them are like. 
It's Kenny Agostino, Garrett Wilson, Aber, Gautier. The interesting one here is Jason Spezza, who will end up playing fourth-line minutes. But with Mike Babcock, he'll probably end up playing first-line minutes. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Daily Faceoff has the, the Tavares, Marner, Hyman, whatever first line. Yeah. They have the second line as Janssen, Matthews, Nylander. Yeah. Um, their third, Kerfoot, Kapan, and Trevor Moore. And the fourth line right now is Spezza, Nick Shore, and Nick Batan. Oh, yeah, Nick Shore. I forgot about Nick Shore. And on to Fakate. Talk about their defense before we get into... Uh, Morgan Riley. Uh, what the hell am I supposed to say? Breakout year last year. Breakout year last year. I don't think he's going to play with Tyson Berry. And I think we've t- we talked about this before, right after the Barry trade went through. I said he wouldn't play with Morgan Riley. I said Tyson, it'll be Jake Muzzin and Tyson Berry, and sadly it will be Morgan Riley and Cody Cece. Literally Morgan Riley dragging people around for the last three years. Now, when Travis Dermott gets healthy, do you think he'll get a shot at the top four? He better. He bet. I think it'll be Morgan Riley and Travis Dermott. Then who do you think... What happens with the bottom pairing, then? It will be... Keep in mind, you never know if Sandine or Lilligren are going to get a shot. I don't know if Lilligren is ready. I think depending on how Sandine performs at training camp, your bottom pairing could potentially be Rasmus Sandin and Cody Cece. I don't know if I how much I'd like that. Having Sandine be playing with uh, Cece, but we'll see. Because right now they have they have Ben Harper. Jordan Schmaltz, Martin Marinson, and Justin Hall. I swear, if Justin Hall plays another NHL game, I don't know what I'm going to do. Same goes with Martin Marinson. Please don't play him. What did uh, What did James Burrow call him the other day on the Steve Angle podcast? Nifty Mitts Marty or something? <laughs> you know the shit. It's whenever he gets the puck, you get it. Right, okay? but th- th- like that's the way the Leafs play. They Are, a, are, they, are they or are they not possession-based team? Fair enough. Uh, goaltending. Freddie Anderson, we can talk about. Just backup goaltender. Who's it going to be? Is it Neuverth? Is it Freddie? What's going on? It will It will definitely depend on training camp. It's either going to be... It's essentially between Hutchinson and Neuverth. I predict it'll be Neuverth. Yeah. You remember that series? It was Philly versus uh, Washington. And he had a couple games where he was looking good. It'd be nice if he could just find some consistency in this game. Good old Michael Northurf. But We'll see. Uh, who else? Uh, obviously, good old David Clarkson. Yeah, Can't David forget Clarkson. about him. I wonder if they're going to play next year. <laughs> now, I'm going to look go their non-roster forwards mm-hmm. quickly. Mikhaev, I already talked about. Igor Korshkov, uh, they drafted him. It was the Matthews year, second round pick. Mm-hmm. He, he's gonna be. He's gonna play at AHL. I don't know what he'll be. I think eventually he'll be up with the team. Uh, Pierre Engvall. He could. And Pierre Engvall is interesting because I've seen that he's played a lot of center with the Marlies. Mm-hmm. 
So I feel like they he's the type of guy that they're transitioning into a center. Could potentially be your fourth line center. Jeremy Bracco. Now he's interesting, and I think we've talked about him off the podcast before. Where he will not fit a fourth line in the current NHL. Now, three or four years down the line, when the old mentality is extremely faded, right? Mm -hmm. And your fourth line is going to be full of younger players. That's where Jeremy Bracco will fit. But in three or four years, he's going to be 25, 26. So if if Babcock is willing to play him up the lineup, which I guarantee you he's not, but... If he is, that's where he'll be tested. If he's not, I he's a trade chip. He's essentially a trade chip at this point. Yeah. Uh, a second for a defenseman. And yeah, basically. Uh, SDA. Had a bit of a step back. Yeah. The Pete's, but the Pete sucked. But the Pete sucked. So probably going to end up, I don't know what, he's next He's the boomer year. bust pick. Yeah. Uh, Mason Marchment. Maybe he's a he's honestly a maybe. Yeah. Uh, Adam Brooks, Great name. also hitting it. He's twenty three years old, pushing it a little bit. We'll yeah. see. Uh, and that's oh, Dimitri Dimitro Timishov. We'll yeah, see. I remember hearing a lot about him back in the day, and now it's just well on NHL. He'd always hit eighty five for me. So. Yeah, right. It's yeah, always so. there's always those players there. Timothy Lindergren would always be an 85 yeah. solid guy, like two yeah. goals, 22 assists. Uh, for their defense, Sandine and Lilligren, we talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Joseph Duzak, it will is a project. We'll see the pet like you guys. I don't know what he's going to be like. Uh, Mac Hollowell will be interesting. Uh, played OHL last year. Yeah. He he apparently murdered the league last year. He had played 64 games, had 77 points as a defenseman. But this was his overage year because he's 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. Played in the Sioux. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's why he was picked because he played in for the Sioux. Uh, Timu Kiva. I can't say his last name. I may call him Timu. He's 24, came from Sweden. I don't know. Jesper Lindgren. One of those Swedes who wouldn't wear a silver medal a couple years ago when Victor Mete was part of that Canada Gold team, I remember. With team Lias Anderson, someone else, yeah. Oh. Who got suspended from uh, international. I thought it was just Lias Anderson. No, Lias Anderson got the most games, but it was Lindgren oh. and two other guys as well. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know much about Lindgren, to be honest. And Kevin Gravel, just a signing. Goalies, this is where it kind of gets interesting. Ian Scott and Joseph Wall. I'm not even going to talk about Kasky Swell because there's, like, no chance. Uh, I think Ian Scott had a really good year. Mm-hmm. So did Joseph Wall. Was he not WHO goaltender? Yes, he, yeah, yeah, he was. I think in the end, Wall will have more of a – have a, a, a has a higher potential. Just, we'll see, though. But I, it depends on what happens with Anderson, right? Yeah. What we have to remember is what Montreal needs to remember with good old um, with Caden Primo and yeah. the Leafs need to remember for Ian Scott and Joseph Wall is 
goalies are voodoo. You never know with them. Well, Alex, anything else to say on the Leafs? I would give them a solid A plus right now. Oh, uh, A plus. Especially what okay. they've done with the defense lately. You know I what? Think. If you say A plus, then I have to say it's an A plus. All right. Well, I think this was definitely a shorter episode, Less, but yeah, forty minutes. Um, but we'll see you next time. We'll talk about Western Conference teams. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Bye.